0: This is the Well, Well, Well podcast with Cassandra and Britt, episode number 20: Why Negative Space is a Positive Place. Today, we will discuss negative space. It might sound like a bad thing, but it is a really good thing, it's where the magic happens.
1: Well, 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 welcome to the podcast. We can't think of anything better than conversations with your friends about all the wellness. Let's discuss what the gurus are
0: saying and weave the good stuff into our lives. We aren't experts, but we are your friends, and we are here with you. We are so glad you joined us.
1: Hey, Boo, can you leave us a review? It would be so nice of you. It helps us reach people who would enjoy it, too. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hi, and hi, Britt. We're not together. We're not together again, sadly. We're social distancing.
0: I know, we're social distancing, but we are Zooming with along with all of our children and the rest of the world, you know? Yep. Makes us feel should. very, very young, very hip.
1: Yeah, I just got to jump on a Zoom call real quick. Hold on.
0: Yeah, I got a Zoom scheduled like yeah. I'm as cool as my kids.
1: Yeah. What are you drinking today, Britt? I'm drinking
0: my matcha focus. It's my little pre-blended matcha thing from Unicity that I add to ice water and it's so delicious. What about you? It
1: it's so yummy. I'm doing my Perk energy drink in a chai flavor and it's delicious. I'm I'm drinking it hot today cuz it's it's rainy and cloudy outside. You know, it really does give me a little pep in
0: my step. I love that it Perk really, energy chai. Really.
1: And it has the protein and the collagen in it, which
0: I know I know, and your favorite, the sucralose.
1: And but- my all-time favorite, sucralose.
0: <laughs> we're not going to get into that today,
1: okay. so. We're in the episode about sucralose. But <laughs> what we are going to get into is, guys, we're trying something new. We are trying themes. That's right. For our first theme, we are going with creating a sanctuary in our home. So many of us are looking around our home right now and wanting to create space that feels really special, but not by aesthetics alone, but by the feeling that resides there.
0: Right. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this topic because I feel like there are so many different ways we can go with it. It's going to be really fun.
1: Each week, we can build upon this theme, and we can complement the theme with the other episodes in this series, and we're hoping it's going to create a richer understanding of each topic we discuss. So join us over the next four episodes as we dive into the topic of creating sanctuaries in our homes.
0: Okay, so first and foremost, tell us what negative space is and how it applies to creating a sanctuary in our homes. Let's just figure out what the heck this is.
1: So in the art world, negative space is the space around and between the subject of an image. So negative space is just as important as the space that's occupied by the objects. And the negative space is part of the composition. So the negative space is actually a positive space. If that makes sense? Yeah, totally. I'm going to illustrate this real easy for you. Take your mind back to elementary school. Now, remember when your teacher put that picture on the board and it was a vase or it was two side profiles looking at each other, depending on how you saw it? Do you remember this, Brick?
0: Yes, totally. Okay. And we will, these images, we're going to talk about several images here over the next couple minutes. And we will post all of the images because it's kind of weird for you to hear us talk about them, but not be able to see them. But don't worry. Of course, we will post these images in our Instagram highlights. So if you want to go on over there, you'll be able to look at these and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But this one really probably most people have seen before because it's just a black and white image and it's just, you either see the vase or you see the two profiles depending on if your eye rests on the positive or the negative space. Exactly.
1: Let's take a modern day artist for example. I find that Max Wagner uses negative space in a really interesting way and he is an LA-based photographer. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he had a heavy hand in the whole cactus photography craze.
0: Ooh, that was a craze. You
1: know what I'm talking about? So you may know his beach work as well, and his prints are for sale through his own website or Urban Outfitters, so I'm sure you've seen it around. The thing I love about his work is its simplicity. He uses negative space to really frame the subject he's working on. Now, Britt, I'm going to have you scroll down and I'm going to show you a couple of his images and tell me what you think and how you feel. This one, this first one is called County Line, which I love because it's one of our community's favorite local surf spots. So that's always kind of fun to see that, you know, in a piece of art. What do you think, Brett?
0: Oh, I love it. It's very serene. It's pretty much all in pastels and you get like mostly sky, just a pastel sky and then a horizon line with some water and some little silhouettes just waiting in the lineup. And it is very calming, I would say.
1: Right. It's like nice and serene, but two thirds of the composition of this piece is just the sky. And the lower one third is the horizon line and the ocean. Right. Right. So this next one is called Family of Four. How cute is that? Oh, I love it.
0: It's kind of like a great big sky. Again, pretty much two thirds of it is just sky. And then in the lower third, there are two big palm trees and two little palm trees as if it's a family. But even the palm trees are so thin, they really just take up such a small amount of space in the picture but it still just makes such an impression. It's beautiful, I love that.
1: Yeah, it's really impactful in its simplicity. Okay, so last but not least, ice cream.
0: Ooh, yeah, I love this ice cream one. So this is mostly white, this entire image is mostly white. And then in the lower right corner, you get two hands where you just have like, basically the hand and the wrist and they're holding ice cream cones. And they're very colorful ice cream cones, triple stacked. And they're doing like a little cheers, which is so cute. And it's funny because if I was going to post this picture, I think my instinct would be to like crop it and zoom in to just the hands and the, the ice cream cones, but leaving all of this negative space in the photo. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so much better.
1: Yeah. And it really makes like the vibrant colors of the ice cream pop, right? Having all this white space around it. It does. And I also feel
0: like it gives you this opportunity to be like, oh, how fun. That looks so joyful. Or look, they're on a date. Like you come up with all these stories just based on just
1: two hands. It's like the subject is only like 10% of the whole image.
0: Right. Right. Totally. But there's so much space around it for you to use your imagination on.
1: Exactly.
0: We love this whole idea of negative space for artwork and within our homes. We don't want to have over cluttered homes. We want to have some negative space where there's just openness and an opportunity for our minds to rest. So we don't just constantly feel like there's input everywhere we look. We also love the idea of negative space when it comes to our brains. So I feel like our brains right now have kind of been forced into. Kind of a negative space. Like some people have said, it's like we've been put in a timeout. <laughs> the earth has spoken and it's just yelling at us to like stop.
1: Yeah, so, like, you're in for five minutes. Right, stop. <laughs> exactly.
0: Stop. We've been so busy filling our lives with things and movement and plans and scrolling and overthinking and over drinking and over everythinging that we've really left zero negative space. Yeah. And the negative space is really the place where our minds and our bodies and our hearts take a rest and take a broad look at what the composition of our lives really looks like. I feel like we totally see this in our minds and we see it in our environments too. When we look around in our homes, if we don't have any negative space, any openness, it's really hard to find a place of rest. Like even just when your bed is made it creates this like peaceful space, at least to me it does. And when it's messy, it's like too much input for your mind. I don't know. It's
1: Like the best way to start your day is make your bed. Actually, Shira Gill posted this week and she's like, are you having a hard day? Do you want to feel better in five minutes? Go make your bed. Right. And in a
0: way, I kind of feel like what we're doing there is we're creating some negative space. We're like smoothing our our bed sheets and like, Just kind of opening things up a little bit from a spatial standpoint, which is just really good for our brains. And I mean, right now, yes, technically we've been put in a timeout, but it doesn't mean that we are allowing our minds to really take that rest. We really could still be just cramming them full of as much input to fill up all this spare time that we suddenly have as we can because we're uncomfortable, right? With all this extra time. Right. We don't, we don't want our brains to be at like an all you can eat buffet, which they kind of are if you have the windows of Netflix and Hulu and
1: <laughs> all, all the things. I mean, my body's at an all you can eat buffet right now, too. <laughs> right, right. It's not going well. Right.
0: It's easy for us to get to a place where our minds look like our grandma's china cabinet, you know, where they're just filled with every tchotchke she's ever collected. All of the Meaning. things she found at yard sales that she collects. And I mean, all the creepy dolls. What if it's that? That's terrible. Let's not have our minds look
1: like that, you know? So our minds are either looking like precious moments statues, remember those, <laughs> or like creepy porcelain china dolls.
0: Right. The point is, whatever the collection was that you can resonate with, it's crowded and it's dusty. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it
1: wasn't your intention.
0: No, it wasn't your intention. Definitely wasn't. So that is what we're trying to take a look at. Like, can we clear some of that out and create some of this negative space in our homes and in our minds that can kind of give us that moment of reprieve, that moment of peace? We don't want to be insensitive to the people who are going through some really tough things, though, with this whole COVID 19.
1: Yes, there are so many people who are suffering through COVID, the healthcare workers, the grocery store clerks, the people with the virus or those watching helplessly as their loved one battles the virus completely alone. Uh, And uh, it's like so heartbreaking and small businesses who are watching all their hard work, just like kind of dissolve and slip through their hands. Right. When negative space does not seem possible to grasp or understand, like, how are we finding that? Yeah. Maybe they're working longer hours and maybe there's even some anger or resentment around that. And, you know, it's like we're at home and we completely acknowledge our privilege in being at home and um, homeschooling our children and, you know, maybe doing some puzzles or people, you know, thinking about their quarantine weight. And these people who are on the front lines are just going, are you serious? I would just really like that negative space right now. Right. So, You know, maybe like the government relief isn't coming through soon enough for you. You're falling behind on bills or your mortgage. Like there are some really painful parts about this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've seen those memes go around with the reminder of people who are, you know, in abusive homes,
1: children who school was their escape, you know? It's more than I can handle. Like when they talk about the kids who actually their home isn't a safe place for them. It's not the safest place for them. Right. Totally. Yeah. And maybe though this negative space is creating some clarity about some of the things that you're needing to do going forward. And so, you know, maybe one of your children needs more attention. Maybe your marriage needs more attention or your relationship or your partnership. So what we would say is let's take a deeper dive into those thoughts, even though we know that it is ultimately our th- thoughts about our circumstances that is creating our feelings because of our own humanity. We want to keep those thoughts. Like we want to keep the thoughts that this is tragic for some people. Right. And deepened awareness of our feelings about our circumstances might propel us into permanent change. Right. Right. Like
0: sometimes we need to work on our thoughts, but sometimes we just need to see things and realize that we actually want to change our circumstances completely. Like, yeah, I can sit here and I can talk myself through thought models and help myself feel better about my struggling child, or I can choose to change the circumstance by hiring that tutor or hiring that therapist, right? Right. But I think it's important, of course, like we always say, we need to get to a peaceful place in our mind first. We need to not be making those changes about our circumstances from a place of fear. We need to be making them from a place of love, right? So whether it's a change in your marriage or with a child or in your home scenario, you want to make sure that those changes that you're making are coming from a place of peace and contentment and love and knowing deeply that you're being guided to make a change rather than like a frantic, knee-jerk, lower brain, panic-type reaction.
1: Yeah. I've come to really appreciate these negative spaces in my brain. It's often where my higher brain kicks in. So when I allow my brain to stop and rest and just take a deep breath, I'm often coming up with my most important ideas or inspiration for design or business, or I can also more easily hear answers to prayers. Mm, Totally. I become more aware and insightful about the needs of my children. Like you were saying like, Ooh, does one of them need therapy, extra tutoring? Like what are the needs of my children? And when I allow my brain to stop the chatter and sit in the negative space, I listen better. I have less of an urgency to come up with solutions when my children talk. Like I actually can sit there and listen. Right. So are the moments where the negative space is actually a positive place.
0: Totally. Absolutely. And Really, these quiet moments that we have to choose. Yes, we're being granted some time. Some of us are, not all of us are, but some of us have some time on our hands. But we still have to choose to find the quiet moments, right? And in those quiet moments is where we take the time to really listen to our inner self. We don't have to take on the input and the beliefs of everyone around us and what they're doing and what they think we should be thinking and feeling. We take some alone time with ourself and ask ourselves good questions, it can be really liberating. You can kind of rediscover yourself. I mean, that really is what true me time should be rather than pampering in the sense. I mean, not that some good pain. Listen, I'm first in line when I can get a massage. Okay. As soon as the game is on, I'm back to the massage chair. Don't get me wrong here. But that quality me time where we can invest in knowing who we really are like deep down inside of us, spending that time alone, reflecting, meditating, journaling. Maybe you're singing, you're exploring your neighborhood, you're walking, you're sitting and you're just listening to the sound of nature or the waves. Just be with yourself. The most important relationship that you will ever have
1: is the relationship with yourself. You're totally right, Britt. And there's this interior designer and his name is Larry Ellis. And he says, the use of equal negative space as a balance to positive space in a composition is considered by many as good design. This basic but often overlooked principle of design gives the eye a place of rest, increasing the appeal of a composition through subtle means.
0: Mm, That's so good. Yeah.
1: Great. And this definition reminds us of the purpose and the definition of a sabbath day the day of rest the sabbath day doesn't mean like sit around and do nothing it means to allow yourself the space to frame what your week is going to be like what your life is going to be like what your next thought is going to be like it's a rest time to reflect on what works and maybe what doesn't
0: i think there are so many times when we rush around and we don't even know what we think about things Like somebody asks us our opinion on something or how we feel about something or what we like or what we feel like eating or in any variety of things. And we don't really know. We've kind of lost touch with listening to our inner selves, right? And so, yes, can we take that moment that's kind of like a Sabbath day or like a place of rest where we sit and we kind of look and we gain perspective on the positive, and the negative space that are
1: making the entire composition that's our life. Exactly. And Byron Katie, she speaks about this chatter that you're talking about, Britt, like this chatter in our brains or the stories we tell ourselves. Right. And she summarizes it with this idea. I love this quote from her. She says, The root cause of suffering is identification with our thoughts, the Mm -hmm. stories that are continuously running through our minds.
0: Yeah which the key there is that you're identifying with your thoughts meaning there's an attachment mm-hmm. right there's an yeah. attachment to the story and we talked about that before on our stories episode so you could go reference that where we dive deep into that but that's such a big problem right so if we watch our minds sometimes we recognize how often there's a lot of criticism whether it's for ourselves or for others especially right now where we feel like we're kind of out of our comfort zone It's Mm -hmm. very easy to jump to a place of judgment on how other people are doing things wrong, how our kids are doing things wrong, how our friends or our parents or ourselves should or shouldn't be doing certain things. There isn't a lot of negative space. So we kind of have to clear all of those thoughts out about everybody in our lives so that we have plenty of space to look at ourselves. I think that sometimes that's the problem is that negative space is really uncomfortable. It brings us into focus.
1: Yeah, Britt. And if you aren't careful and you're so uncomfortable in that negative space, you're going to fill it up with porcelain China dolls. (laughs) It's so true. How scary would that be if you
0: realize that because you've been like going on autopilot, you don't realize that you've filled your entire brain with China dolls? I mean, it's really a terrible thought. When there isn't the distractions of all the thoughts, And all of the time fillers, when we actually have to have that quiet moment where we really see ourselves more clearly, it sometimes is a little uncomfortable, right? Because that's where we have a potential for change and maybe we feel the calling deep within us to make an alteration in one way or another. Even if we're not in a place of like, quote unquote, happiness, if we're in like discontent and overwhelm and stuff, oftentimes we're so comfortable there that we'd rather stay there than enter into a new place, even if it would be better for us, right? So, okay, this might kind of sound like a stretch, but follow me on it. So recently I was listening to the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, and I made a bunch of notes in my phone and I was reflecting on those notes recently. And he talks about presence, And how presence is the awareness of the ego. So the way he explains it is he says that all that is needed to be free of the ego is to be aware of it, since awareness and ego are incompatible. So what I'm kind of trying to connect here is that the ego is all the opinions that we have about ourselves and everyone else and what they should and shouldn't be doing all of that, right? But when we become aware of that and we see it clearly for what it is, or we see ourselves without all of our labels or our judgment or without our past or without our future, when we're really able to picture ourselves and focus in on the present moment, it's from there and the total acceptance of the presence that we can evolve in our life. It kind of reminded me of the ice cream picture that we talked about because we're just seeing in really good focus, these two hands with these ice cream cones without a lot of distraction and a lot of negative space around it. And that's kind of what we need to do in our own brains and in our own lives is have that awareness. Oh, that, all of that judgment and all that crazy stuff going on in my brain, that's the ego. And that's all we have to do, right? Is just become aware of it.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's what I'm
0: filling my mind with. It's just the noticing of it. Yeah. So another book that I recently read, it's called Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. And he says, thoughts are like goldfish in a bowl. The real self is like the water. The real self is the space between the thoughts or more exactly, The field of silent awareness underneath all the thoughts.
1: That silent awareness. I love that.
0: Right. So again, it's just kind of that play on the goldfish and the bowl and how you have that positive and negative space.
1: So we want to look for the places in our lives that we can create more negative space, both in the physical term and the mental term. So how can we find this negative space in our lives? So let's think about budgets, right? Is there room for money to just sit and grow? Or have we already spent it before it even hits our pockets? Right. In our homes, are we constantly stuffing our homes with things, new trends or deals we couldn't pass up? Let's think about the things that we're putting on our bodies. So for us right now, it's pretty much just sweats and leggings is what I'm putting on my body. Right. But, you know... (laughs) In a more broad term, are we wearing things that make our bodies feel good? Are they relaxed? Are we feeling peaceful or proud in those things? Or are they just like the latest thing that came out? So we're like, oh, I got to do that because we're filling up that space. And speaking of our bodies, what about what we're putting in our bodies? Are we relaxing into the ritual of meal prep and mealtime? Are we nourishing our bodies with goodness and taking the time to eat more intentionally? I don't know. Not right now. It doesn't really feel like it. But these are good questions to ask ourselves, right?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. The eating thing really is difficult right now, right? But Mm -hmm. we just need an awareness of it. That's it. We're just becoming aware and we don't need to judge ourselves for it. We're all doing our best right now. So that's for sure. But yeah, I totally get where you're going with this. And when I think about negative space in our homes and creating that sanctuary in our homes, We really need both the negative space and the positive space to create the environment that we want, that really feels like us that speaks to us so that when we walk into our home, it's our home, you know, and it's not just a carbon copy of something we saw in a magazine or something that's gotten completely out of hand because we have no idea where to start in managing our home. So We are going to dive deep into that topic in some other episodes. We're going to talk more about how to find that meditative, more mantra-type space in our own minds. We are going to talk about some family things that we like to put into practice to help with this idea of creating a sanctuary because when we think about the importance of creating a sanctuary, we see that it really does apply in so many aspects of our lives.
1: I agree, Britt. And a woman named Janet Dunn said, "'An absence can make a profound impression. "'It rests our eyes and brings positive elements "'into clear focus.'" And that's exactly what I want. We want the positive elements in our lives to be in clear focus and for those elements to be clear and focused we need both the negative space and the positive space because they're both critical to our life's composition it does kind
0: of make me think i think because we're coming off of a spiritual weekend from our church we just had our general conference and so it kind of makes me think a little about our savior when we think about jesus we often think about all of the miracles he did all of the teaching and talking and all of the many counseling and prayers and different things that he's known for when when he was on earth. However, we don't ever really hear any words or anything in the scriptures that indicate that he was in a rush or that he was overwhelmed or that it was frantic in any way, right?
1: You don't hear him running into the crowds and screaming and yelling?
0: Right. It's like a very... Very productive, but very calm. And so it's like, of course, his life would be the perfect balance of the positive and the negative space that creates just the perfect composition. But it is pretty cool to see how that can play out in a life, you know?
1: Absolutely. Of course. Such the perfect
0: example, right? Right. Which we're just all going to strive. We're just all going to do our best. That's right. That's the word, strive. In the words of our good friend Brooke, do your best. You know? Do your best. (laughs) You guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to talk more about creating a sanctuary. And we thank you for joining us today. Be well.
1: Be well. Okay, let's go to our well-looky here,
0: Britt. Yeah, let's get into those girl. Okay. So I'm just so excited about mine. It's something that I have really reconnected with lately. It's one of my favorite things, but man, I don't know lately. I've just needed it more than ever. Mm, so I wonder why. <laughs> from young living essential oils, my favorite, favorite, favorite oil is the grounding oil. And it's hard to get your hands on, but if you have it, you put it in a special spot and you savor it because it's just so glorious. It's just, really helpful for me. I use it every morning, take some deep breaths, put it on my wrists. And I just really love number one, the ritual of doing that. But also I feel like there is something very powerful about the properties of those oils. They like are in sync with what my body needs.
1: Totally. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. And right now, my well-looking lucky is Brene Brown just launched her new podcast called Unlocking Us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's Brene. So it's magic. She connects right with you right away. And it's not super formal. It's kind of like light and fun. And I'm just really loving it.
0: Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. I watched uh, 60 Minutes on it recently, and it was saying that it's the number one podcast in the world right now. Like it we crashed Renee. Right. It crashed a couple of times because it had so many streams. It's just cool because she it was really funny in the interview on 60 Minutes, she was kind of a little snarky. They were like, Okay, so you would put your work in the self-help category. And she was like, That pisses me off. <laughs> I'm sure she She did. You know? And it was kind of like, what? What do you mean? You know? But she just kind of went on to say, like, look, we're not supposed to help ourselves. We're supposed to help each other, first of all. And I don't like the idea that this is just for people who are in the self help category. She's spoken to Navy SEALs, she's spoken to high executives, she's spoken to the NFL. She covers such a broad range of People, this work really applies to everyone. And so she doesn't like the idea of being put in a specific category. And she doesn't like the label of self help, which is just sobernay right? sobernay yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I love it. You guys, we thank you for joining us. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let's hook up on Instagram at the Well, Well, Well podcast for a little bit more Well, Well, Wellness.